0: I'ma be straight up, say I just want to do good in my life, no problems, can lie,
1: it's been rough lately. And, um, oh, we've got David, David's still with us today. Um, so first and foremost, bro, just want to say thank you for jumping on, but I know like the time difference is mad different. It's like six in the morning <laughs> where he is in Denver and it's like one thirty-six here in New Zealand. So. You know we're grinding hey, out here, so we just got to make it work. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> yeah, no problem, man. Glad to be here. Um, so I guess like just to start off, Bo, for the listeners out there, like, um, do you just want to let us know, you know, who you are, um, just a little bit about yourself, where you come from, and um, stuff like that, Bo?
0: Yeah. So, I'm originally from New Jersey. I actually never played rugby growing up. I haven't seen a rugby boss till January of this year. Um, I played football all my life, basketball, ran track. Rugby isn't even like, they don't even have rugby teams where I'm from. That's- so it, it was a little different coming to a sport where like it's not very known in America and then coming into a, co- a community where everyone's so close. Like in football, if I beat you in the sport or something, we're not going out to drink afterwards. We're not even talking afterwards. And rugby <laughs> is like, it's a must do thing. And like the rugby culture is just so different. And like, I've been embracing it since I've been in it and I love it. Like I get to travel. I get, I meet random people. Like, look at this. I, I met you.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's all it's Like it's all from rugby. And like, basically my story I I started playing in January I went to the Austin Gilgronis MLR team then I ended up with the U23s in rugby town Then I ended up on the USA Eagles playing sevens so that's pretty much my story in rugby is it's short but uh
1: still going it's got a lot a lot more is going to it and so like obviously it's been quite a quite a fast journey for yourself like it's like one minute you're just stepping into a whole new sport whole new environment you know whole whole new set of rules equipment everything like do you want to talk to us about that like because obviously football or american football and and rugby are like totally different you know sort of games like there's a lot of stop and start in football well from a casual viewer that's what it would seem like and rugby it's just all yeah. go for 80 minutes or seven minutes and sevens do you want to talk to us a little bit about sort of the transition and I suppose your athletic ability in that sport
0: well like so with football it's like I can go 100% on a play I know I got like six seconds off eight seconds off rugby is like I got to keep a pace. It's not like I can give it all out. Well, I got to go all out on one play, but I got to keep that pace because, like, the ball could come right back. There's no stoppage. Not really a break, especially when I'm playing sevens. Sevens, like, you got to be on 24-7. The minute you're off, you're giving up a try or something. Fifteens, you kind of get a little bit of a little bit of a break because it's a lot of guys on the field, but, like, even on fifteens, if if you're off, that's the gap you're leaving to get exploited. you leaving your brothers on the field, probably making you well you're being lazy so that's making a bad decision so I think the difference between football and then rugby is just like the fitness yeah, yeah. like i'm I'm still in football football mode, so like I gotta get my mindset on like constantly going and going and going because in football I, I would be lazy on the field, basically. I could make a play, lay there for a little bit. Rugby, I'll talk to you. I got to get right back up. It's just like, it's a different type of fitness.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think a lot of people that, like, first play rugby, like, it's it's a different type of fitness in the terms of, like, it's still tiring trying to tackle people, you know, because you're still using your body and your, like, muscle and your strength to tackle people. And then you got to get back up and then run and get back on to D and then keep pushing forward. Like, you know, it's a different type of fitness in the fact that you're always working. I feel like, especially in sevens, like sevens is mad crazy. It's just like all go for seven minutes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do, do you feel, did you feel like, like, what was your body type coming into like, um, from American football to, to rugby? Like there would have been a significant change. Like as yeah, you progressed, was. yeah. There
0: was. So when I first came into rugby in January, I was like 242. I'm now, I cut weight I'm two about like 219, 220.
1: Oh, that's significant, man.
0: Yeah. Like the weight that I had, like that football weight I had on, I could I wasn't able to run that long with it. Like I could play football all day at that weight, get a break. But in rugby, the constant moving, running around, tackling, get back up, tackling, get back up, it just wasn't – it wasn't cutting it. I had to get rid of the weight. But, I mean, you don't really – you don't need football weight to play rugby, especially if you're a back like me. Like, it's very rare you see a back even my size now.
1: So, I think it worked. With your weight at, like, the football weight, 242 pounds, was that, like – like optimal mate weight for you at like football level or like did they want you to be heavier or a bit lighter
0: or for for football they actually wanted me to be heavier. Heavier? Yeah. What what was the reasoning behind that? What what was your position because
1: in football?
0: I played linebacker. So for linebackers and like the NFL and stuff, they a lot of them are like 250, 260. And they still fast. They still can. They still can move. It's just you got to be able to take on those big linemen at times. They try yeah. to come block you. You got to be able to drop back and pass coverage. You got to be able to blitz. It's, it's a game where like they use. So football is more of an explosion game. So rugby is more of an endurance game. Yeah. Football players are weak. Like when I first came over to rugby, they say like, oh. Football players are way more explosive than rugby players, but they don't have the endurance. So explosive-wise, like, I could get a rugby player off of the ball. But endurance-wise, he'll get me all day
1: long. And, and was that noticeable in your first game where you're just like, man, these guys are just going for a long time?
0: <laughs> yeah. The first game, I probably was trying to come out within, I think it was like 15 minutes. And so I was like, coach, I'm tired. He's like, no, you're not tired. Stay here.
1: What position were you
0: I was playing 15. Oh, so far.
1: There's a lot of running in 15. Eh? For those that you yeah. know, don't know rugby, there's a lot of running in 15. You're kind of like, you're the eyes for the for the team almost, eh?
0: Basically, yeah. But then, so now I've moved down to 13. I've been playing that because I'm kind of like one of the best defenders on the team. So, and it's more. It gives me more, more time to on attack to take lines and exploit defenses for being lazy and stuff. So use my speed and power for that.
1: Um. Obviously, I want to talk a lot of rugby in this in this podcast with you. Um, just getting your experience, but I kind of want to go back to sort of um you growing up and and playing. What would be more traditional sports in, in America because right? um, I suppose there's a few that are quite common like your basketball um, your American football and your baseball and stuff and you you said that you played basketball and and in football and done a bit of track as well do you want to tell us a bit about that like did you see your future in those sports for majority of your life
0: yeah honestly my my first love was baseball. I played baseball growing up when I was, like, that was the first sport I ever started playing. But I got hit by a ball. Like, someone was pitching and I got hit and I quit. I never went back. I've always wanted to go back, but I just couldn't. I seen myself playing. I had the mindset at one time that I was going to play every sport professionally, like basketball, track. I even had offers to run track in college, but I just I decided to just stick with football. Once I really got into like high school and stuff, that's when I really started to get into football heavy and try to make that my dream, getting to the NFL. And that was my main focus.
1: Well, what was like your reasoning behind like choosing football over track? Did you just see a like a more of a chance to pursue a football career or I think at that point I was just
0: more so into football I went to a high school where football is very big and like a lot of guys from my school went to the NFL was successful in the NFL some of them are still there now and like I was just saying I got to keep the trend going and now I started a whole new trend switching over to rugby like I'm I'm probably the only only person from my high school to ever play for a national team.
1: See, that's a big honor in itself, isn't it? Really? Yeah. And then, um, so, so, so you went to, um, to college, we call it university here in, um, in New Zealand, like we don't call it college. So if I get, if I start calling it uni, then, um, you know what I mean? But, um, so, so, so when you went to college, um, there's different divisions in um, the US with college, like. Yeah. So what 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 division sort of college did you go? Did you go like D one?
0: I was I was at a division two in Michigan. It's called Saginaw Valley. Yeah, it's a it's a pretty high division two. It's basically the best division two conference in the US. So it's very high. It can be compared to a division one, a lot of the schools are very big. Like we play against Grand Valley, Ferris, a lot of the
1: big, big schools that are D2. And, and what was like, what's it like going to like a college? Cause I think a lot of like um, people all over the world really um, look at like sort of the college athlete lifestyle and think like, man, they've got, you know, all the facilities, um, sort of at their at their fingertips they've got um high quality coaching did that really help you as an athlete going to college or do you think because I know a lot of people are starting to turn to go pro overseas as well and stuff like that
0: um I went to college just because like my parents always pushed that on to me you know you can't you get hurt or something happens, you never know. You need a education to back that up, to support yourself. Yeah, you sports is which you wanna make your goal, you wanna that's the main reason why I went. My mom went to college, my dad never went. So I he was like, You gotta go. And for for football now, it's like college is the way you have to go. It's not like basketball where you can, oh, I'm go play in the G League, I'm not going to college. Football yeah. is you gotta go play for a university, do well there, do well in the pro day, get invited to the combine. And that's the way you make it. In college, they have a lot of my strength coach, his name was Coach Winters. He would murder us during the off season. But it all paid off because you you would get murdered in the off season, but you would kill people during the season. And the facilities, the people, the atmosphere of college is it's a different level. Yeah, it looks all fun in games when you see us playing football games, Saturday night and partying. But during off-season, what goes on behind closed doors, when we're up at 3 a.m., 5 a.m., working out, running, during the summer, you have no summer. You're there the whole summer working out. That's what people don't see, and I think they take for they take for granted seeing us just run out of a tunnel and play games and say, Oh, they got it. Good. Not nah, we work hard for it. That's
1: why. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's good that you touched on that point too, because it's too easy for people to see the, the person that's, you know, getting the million dollars, like contracts from all the brands and um you know scoring all the tries or getting all the touchdowns it's easier to get sort of caught up in all the glory of things but really behind the scenes you know it takes a lot of sort of dedication and hard work and um commitment really to to be able to obtain all those things and um I suppose like going along with that um so like with your training in, in sevens, um, it's notorious here in New Zealand that um the sevens trainings are by far some of the like most intense trainings that um any rugby athlete will sort of endure in their career. Um, so a lot of rugby players in New Zealand actually stay away from sevens because of that, because um I'm talking spewing and stuff like that. Was that the sort of the same level? Um, that you guys are going through at, um, at college as well. Yeah.
0: In college, uh, yeah. Our swim coach coach, Winston, he wasn't satisfied unless we were crawling in the way. Like we had guys, we had a guy go to the hospital for trying to chug too much water to meet his, uh, his weight goal. Cause you know, the punishment afterwards would be way severe. Uh, we have guys passing out on the floor, passing out during like trainings, it's it's a different level of intensity, especially when like the season's getting close. That's when he's amping things up. Yeah, it's a. I think Seven's training might be a little more intense though. Just a little more. As is that, I've, is that from I've been, you comparing the two? Yeah, that's that's coming from me comparing the two. And Seven's is it's not that many guys. You. In football, like when we're trained, you get a bit of a break because it's a lot of guys. But in sevens, is now all of us. We're all doing it all together. We're all on the line. Football, you play. Like, all right, let's do offense, defense. So the like, offense come up, then defense. Sevens is just
1: nonstop torture. Yeah, see, now that's that's um that's mad. I reckon. Um. I suppose since we're back on the rugby sort of topic, so you're playing football, obviously. So how did you get sort of, like, what was the process from you getting scouted to rugby? To, is it Rugby Town USA, that the program that is, is that what it's called? Yeah. How, yeah. Like, so how did they find you sort of thing? I honestly was
0: getting ready for my pro day for the NFL. I was talking to Indianapolis, Tampa, I was getting ready to go for a workout in Tampa, actually, when COVID happened. So that canceled everything, canceled all my NFL stuff. And then I don't know how they found me. They just, they messaged me one day like, hey, you want to come play rugby? And at first I thought it was like a like a scam or something. So I'm like, <laughs> nah, I'm good. I don't. And then they just kept calling. And then I finally answered. And I'm like, so uh, what is this all about? And they're like, yeah, we'll fly you out to Denver to a workout. I'm going to go see what this is all about. So I came out, did the workout. The next week I was back. I'm in rugby now. I've, I haven't been back in the – I haven't really been back home since. I've just been in rugby
1: playing. Fast. So you haven't, you haven't gone back to um, football since playing rugby pretty much? Not at all. Touch touched the football. Have you like felt like going back, or like, it, or has rugby just sort of taken over your life? You're like, no, nah, this is me now. I think
0: that rugby's taken over my life. Football in America is like, especially in the NFL, like, you miss your, it's over with. It's not really anything you could do about it. And with COVID, who knows when you'll ever get another shot? So I just said, man, I'm a, I have a home in rugby. Why leave? Why leave this when I could potentially go to a team, be released the next day?
1: Yeah, so. yeah, it's so competitive over there. Eh? Like, I I do think like it's the pinnacle of sports over there. Like, the amount of professionalism and the competitiveness over there is like unreal. But that's like sort of the dark side of of you know being signed to those big teams. So like with Tampa, that's that's where um Tom Brady is. Yeah. Right now, uh, so so potentially you could have been, you know, in the mix with him, sort of thing.
0: Yeah, I could have. Uh, things happened for a reason, so I couldn't really get that mad.
1: So, like, say you did um, get signed to Tampa Bay, are you are you trying to see make friends with Tom Brady straight away, or are you just gonna stay stay in the background, just nod your head when you see him, sort of thing? What what, what would your approach be there?
0: I mean, I got to act like a before for. I can't go around saying, "Oh, can I get your autograph." We are <laughs> on the same team now, so hey, man, what's up? That's it. Can't really, can't really be hyped to see another grown man. Yeah,
1: <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Um, so, um, I suppose since joining rugby, you talked a bit, a little bit, um, about the culture, um just in terms of it's so protocol to play rugby um, and then just go into the changing um, or locker rooms, changing rooms and uh, have a beer with your opponent. Do you want to talk to us just a little bit about that? Like, because you must have been sort of shell-shocked coming from an environment where, no, you just, you know, we just beat you so you don't come in and hang out with the winning team sort of thing. That would have been your mindset, right?
0: Yeah. I think the first time that ever happened was our our first game in New Orleans, and we had just we beat them like that was our first ever rugby game. We beat them like forty five to like six, and we're in the locker room. We're all talking, celebrating, and they walk in with a cooler full of beers, and they just start saying cheers, man. You guys are good. And their whole team basically comes in and starts drinking with us. So that was my first time experiencing it. Yeah, at first we're all looking like, what the hell are y'all doing? (laughs) We don't don't want to talk to y'all. We don't want to party with y'all. Then we sort of spent the whole day with them drinking, talking about rugby, talking about their experiences, our experiences. And that's where I just, we all hit it off at. And now it's it's become a custom. Like, I'm used to it now. But at first I'm like, Come on, man! You don't come in here. <laughs> <laughs> How long had they been playing rugby before?
1: Had they been playing rugby before?
0: They've been playing rugby for a while. A lot of the guys, like since they were younger, It's so. You, we have rugby some places in the U.S., but not everywhere. And the guys who do play growing up, they are they're traditionally like not guys that would play football or basketball or anything. They right. tend to. They probably got into rugby at a at a young age, from like their father playing, or they just had a friend that played, or they had it in their town.
1: And then you talked about um, getting a contract um, with Austin. Yeah. Was was that quite soon after you had just started playing rugby?
0: That was about four months after I just started playing.
1: Well, that's pretty mad. You, were you sitting there thinking, like, you must be pinching yourself? Like, one minute you're, you know, you're just putting on your boots for the first time to play rugby, and then four months later, later, you're a professional rugby player in America. Like, yeah, how it good? Was, it was insane.
0: And like my first rugby game, I was, I was a bit nervous playing against all those guys who've been playing for a while, and. I even did a lot of rookie mistakes, especially when we played L.A., the guillotinis. I got hit with my first dummy. Went the opposite way. But they're like, yeah, it's a rookie mistake. Happens to everyone. And I felt like, damn. I just got, he just made me look stupid. But it it was a great experience I had. And it's only helped me throughout my rugby career get better and better.
1: And so did they, were they, so a lot of these like um, MLR teams must be um, scouting you guys because they would know about your program, right? Uh, So
0: we were playing, we played the LA's academy team and a lot of MLR coaches were there. They're watching the game and I did very good that game. And then they kind of kept track with, with us during the season and then I did a USA camp where they clocked my my times 40 meters and stuff and there's like damn yeah we want him to come here so I went there finished the season with them they actually want me to come back but i think with 7s and me being on the world series i won't i'm not going to have time to go back i'll be playing with them and then i'll try to play with the 15s if I can. Honestly, I might even play in the the all black game in October.
1: Yeah, so see that was that was one of the questions coming um coming up later, but um I suppose since you touch on it. So obviously the all blacks are playing um the USA Eagles is it, it's yeah. in October, right? Next next yeah, month the twenty third. Right? Um so you possibly could be sort of considered for selection in the in that team. Yeah, I
0: could, but it's up to my sevens coach to see if he'll release me for it. Because I know we go to Dubai and he wants everyone ready for that. And with with that All Blacks game being out of the test period, well, the test frame, so a lot of our international guys that play over in different countries aren't able to come back. They're not getting released. So we need players that are already in America to come for that test match.
1: So, should we just talk a bit, a bit about that? So, um, I suppose here in New Zealand, every every kid's dream is to, you know, they say, like, we take our first steps and then as soon as we know how to walk, we pick up a rugby ball over here in New Zealand. Probably the same as, you know, um, in America with, with basketball or baseball or football. You know, it's like almost like a religion. Um, so, did you know much about the... The All Blacks, as you you know, joined rugby and stuff like that.
0: I've seen them. That's probably the only rugby team I've ever seen. Like there, I just knew there was a team, a rugby team that were all black. That was it. I didn't know much about them. I just knew there was. There's always people talking about this rugby team that wears black. Is that still to this day, or do you know a little bit more? Oh no, I know. I know a lot more about them now. Uh, it's probably one of the, well, is the best rugby team to ever be assembled, probably. Um, I have a coach from New Zealand. He was Coach Rob, my, my man Coach Rob, but he, he came over to America because of his wife, so he played for the USA team. Uh, I talked to him a lot about it. He has a lot of friends that played on that team. And to hear about, like, as much success they had and all the legends that came from that program is just crazy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So did, did you watch much, have you like watched much film on them or um you just kind of consider just watching film on players that you're playing at the moment or. I tend, I tend to
0: dip in and out of film. I watch a few of their games to learn how they play, see how the techniques they use. Cause if I'm going to play a sport, why not learn it from the best? Yeah. So I, I watched quite a bit of their film on top of players that I play.
1: And is there any other sort of teams that you sort of drew like inspiration from? Like, obviously the Springboks, South Africa, um, current world champions um, after the 2019 World Cup. And then you've got teams like England, um, who actually have a lot of players playing in, um, the U.S. currently as well. Were those sort of teams you, you had a look at as well?
0: No, not really. I've only probably watched the All Blacks and then the USA team. I don't really watch anything else.
1: So um, with, with your selection, if should you be granted um, release from, um, from the Sevens program and stuff like that, what can you sort of expect... Um, going into a, a big game like that, like I know the last one in, was it in Chicago? It was in Chicago, right? In t- 2014? Yeah. Um, that was like a big hit in, in America for both, um, you know, USA Rugby and, and the All Blacks being the first test match in, in, um, in America, I think. What can you expect? Because is it in Washington in October? Yeah. What, what will it be like there? Is it going to be even bigger and better? Or?
0: I think it'll be bigger and better because now they just signed something that the US Army and the Navy are going to play before the game. So oh, wow. everyone always goes to those games and then it gets pretty
1: crazy. So you're saying it'll be just bigger and better because the uh, US Navy and, do you say it was the Army?
0: Yeah, they play right before the game. So everyone always goes and supports the U.S. Army and Navy, no matter what it is. And I think that would just draw even more fans and help rugby grow in America, just to see they they know, like, oh, USA teams plays the All Blacks after.
1: So just in regards to your, um, your USA 7s as well, like... Um... What has what the level of rugby been like for you? Like, have you been able to adapt to that different level? Like, was it straight away you noticed, man, this is a big step up from playing in the MLR or even, you know, for Rugby Town USA?
0: Yeah, it, it was a way bigger step because my passing had to be on point. I'm passing at a longer distance. Um, I got to have a different type of connection on defense because I'm playing against guys who've been playing rugby probably their whole life and they play for their countries is just it's pretty much a pride check like am I going to step up to the plate and be feel sorry for myself or am I going to accept the challenge and do what I got to do to
1: to make my game go to the next level and so talk to us about um sort of putting on that USA Eagles jersey for the first time it must have been like an emotional experience sort of knowing man I'm I'm running out for my country I'm representing you know um, people that have worn this jersey before me but also you know my family and sort of what legacy do I want to leave in the jersey was that sort of the things that were going through your minds putting that jersey on for the first time
0: yeah it was it was an amazing experience just to see like that patch on my chest just it doesn't get no better, no bigger than this, no better than this. Now I got the eyes of the world on me, which in football I would have had the eyes of just Americans. Now it's like I represent something bigger than me, something bigger than my family. I'm representing
1: my country, basically. And so, um, and then playing in a – was it the quarterfinals when you played Kenya not recently the the time before or was it the semifinals it was the quarterfinals it, quarterfinals that's it, that must be just mad running out you know seven how long was that like seven or eight months ago you only just started playing rugby now yeah. you're playing in a, in a quarterfinal against and Kenya's no joke you know they're, they're their quality side and got quality players and they're like, you must be just running out thinking, well, here I am now. I've got to make a break.
0: Yeah. I said, uh, it was pretty crazy. The emotions was running high, especially knowing that like, I think at that time they were number two in the tournament. So it's like, it's either now or never. I got to step up and do it. Do what I got to do. Play the best I can and not take every mistake as a bad thing but learn from it mm. so I think matches like that give me nothing but experience and life lessons for the game of rugby
1: that's such good advice especially for the young guys because I know like a lot of people make a mistake in there it's throwing them off their whole game so I think it's important like when you're playing that you just shake it off and you're on to the next it's um you can't hang on to that kind of stuff, especially in big games. uh, That's when big players start to show. Um, Do you want to talk to us a little bit um, about your sort of experience um, within the USA 7s environment and sort of uh, just how much of a difference that would have been in your rugby sort of experience so far?
0: Um, The USA environment is pretty pretty cool. A lot of the guys had just came back from the Olympics. They talk about, like, their experience in the Olympics. And a lot of those guys have actually been there since 2007. Oh, so, so those guys have a lot of experience. They they really want to help us, the new guys coming in, teach us, like, the ins and outs of the World Series, what we got to do if we want to be even Olympic eligible for the next one. And, yeah, we got – thrown into the fire playing in that World Series match, but it actually helped us learn a lot more about ourselves and learn more about the culture that they built and set for us to to pass on to us really and for us to continue playing hard. And I pretty much loved it. It It was a great experience compared to playing 15s. I would choose that every day of the week, even though like you get killed in practice, there's no better feeling than to play in that game for the, those those seven minutes. It's, it's just an amazing experience.
1: Is there anyone in particular that sort of, you know, took you underneath their wing and just really mentored you since you've been in the environment?
0: Um, there were a few, uh, mainly Perry, Perry Baker. I was, right. we, since we were playing the same position, he was teaching me everything talking to me about like decision-making defense when when to go hard when the how different different defenses slide some bring pressure so he was really a good help during practice teaching me the ins and out of what I could expect
1: and there's probably no one better to learn off especially in your position he was um, world sevens player of the year um, a few years ago as well so I mean, mad, mad experience coming out of that brain. Um, yeah. I don't know if it, what it's like in the USA environment, but they say that um, uh, getting your kit is like Christmas. Was that sort of the same as you getting a whole bunch of gears?
0: Yeah, that's that was crazy, just being handed a whole bunch of stuff. I got basically handed a suitcase full of things. And I'm like, sheesh, all and this.
1: Is, is that like is that's not is that every time or is that just you get it once Um, and
0: it's for like every tour so if you make that tour team then yeah you get a bunch of stuff but you tend to get stuff throughout the year as well randomly but mainly is for tour like we'll get a different color this and that or if we get like a, a kit change then we just get loads of stuff and it's just like sheesh I love it
1: well, so um have you decided when you get too much kit what family members are are getting what and
0: yeah I I give it away to friends family people where I'll trade it with guys on tour like yeah. just to uh, represent a different country get some get
1: because you don't get to do that with football or nothing really obviously you give your gears out to your mates and stuff like that. Do you have do you have like siblings and stuff, younger brothers or older brothers or
0: yeah, I have I have younger siblings. Um I give them a lot of stuff, that's for my brother in college. He likes to wear it. It's not that often that you, he gets to wear like USA stuff, other right. than his college. So I'll give it to him. I'll give my younger siblings, they're too small to fit anything. <laughs> so they just they'll just play with it or something. Yeah.
1: And your brother, so um what what do they think of rugby? Are they like interested in the sport or are they they've got their own sport and their own gig going? Well,
0: right now he plays football in college, so he's pretty much focused on that if the if it comes to him having to play rugby, yeah, he knows he can come play because now that I'm here, so I could easily get him into the sport.
1: what he chooses to do with it that's that's up to him. Mm and um I suppose lastly like with your family what what is your parents thought of the sport are they like were they at any point unsure or at first they they were
0: like no this isn't happening but once they came to the first game like my dad likes rugby more than football now he won't he doesn't like watching American football he'll rather watch rugby so like he became a, a big fan of rugby.
1: So, so he's got rugby on, on the TV as much as, as he can,
0: yeah. Like, he's watching every game, especially 15s. He he doesn't really like sevens because it's so short, but he says he could watch
1: 15s all day. Wow, that's that's quite interesting. A lot of people say they like sevens better because it is short, eh? No,
0: nah, he, he likes the, the 15s because I guess it's
1: more going on for him. And so, is he watching a lot of american like rugby or is he watching a bit of international stuff as well
0: i believe he's watching both mainly he likes to watch a lot of my games so if i'm on he'll he'll tune in for that but other than that he probably just watches a lot of international games that are happening
1: yeah yeah so um obviously if you don't make um well if you don't get released to play against the all blacks would your would your parents be either watching that or would they go and watch that
0: they may i, I believe they'll probably watch it on tv yeah. if i was playing then they would go but yeah. if i'm not playing they probably would just watch it on tv or something
1: right right um i suppose i've got um a few like quick fire questions to sort of finish off with you, brother and then um we've also just got sort of a bit of advice to anyone wanting to play rugby um yeah that's pretty much it really just gives some good advice
0: um for like guys coming into rugby
1: yeah yeah yeah
0: so i feel like guys who are coming into rugby yeah it will be difficult because like our country isn't accustomed to it yet and even for guys in countries like New Zealand where rugby is a big thing, once you get into it, yeah, the learning curve is is very steep. You gotta learn fast in a sport like this. But if you dedicate time to it and put effort to it, it becomes natural. You'll you'll be successful. You just gotta speak things into existence. Ask help from, from people who've been there before. Don't be afraid to say, hey man, how, how did you deal with so-and-so? How, would, how how do I get in better shape to play for a national team? How do I get put even in the eyes of a national team? And just give it all you got. That's what I've been doing. I haven't stopped. I probably won't stop until I either win the World Cup or I got an Olympic gold medal. So just make sure you, if you're going to do it, do it right. Put your all into it. Don't half-ass it.
1: Spitting some, some hard facts there, bro. Spitting some hard facts. Um, so just a few quick fire questions just to finish us off. Um, so are you looking at playing uh, sort of overseas at any point in your career?
0: I'm, I may if the offer comes around, just to experience what it's like to play in a different country. But until then, I'll probably will stay in the U.S. and play.
1: Um, uh, pre-game playlist, what's your top three songs? Top three songs.
0: That's a, that's a hard one. But uh, my first, I could, uh, I'd probably go through any Meek Mill album. Got to go through it.
1: Big Meek Mill fan?
0: Yeah, that's an East Coast guy. <laughs> like, just like myself Gotta listen to him Before any pregame He actually Got a new album Coming out Friday Gotta tune in for that one Yeah I'll
1: plug into that I'll plug into that <laughs>
0: yeah, But I pretty much listen to him uh, I listen to Future A lot of guys I can't listen to anything slow I gotta listen to something That gets me Pumped up and going
1: You're not looking for that Sort of calm Relaxing music You're looking to Let's go. Let's yeah, get ready to rumble.
0: I mean, yeah, I can listen to the, the Beethoven
1: stuff. Need <laughs> something upbeat. Has there been anyone in the locker room and you've heard their pre-game music and you've thought, like, I don't know how how you get ready to smash people listening to that.
0: Yeah, there's there's a lot of guys that listen to country music. Justin Bieber. I'm like... Justin Bieber. I don't know how they do it even after games i can't listen to that type of stuff and they just turn it on and just i'm like yeah i got to put in my headphones
1: <laughs> um uh your favorite food
0: favorite food probably be like caribbean food i like things a little spicy yeah caribbean food probably be my favorite
1: anything in particular like
0: Jer- like
1: jerk, jerk chicken, chicken. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I love that too. Um favorite movie or TV series? Bad Boys. Bad Boys. One, two. Uh
0: I think two is probably the best
1: one. Two? Oh yeah. <laughs> celebrity Crush. Ruby Rose. Ruby Rose. Yeah. Well, For those that don't know who Ruby Rose is. She's
0: a, she's a rapper, a fine rapper.
1: (laughs) Um, Any plans on coming to New Zealand at any time?
0: If it comes across the table, yeah, I'll come to New Zealand. But with COVID right now, I don't think
1: they're letting anyone in. (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty, uh, big war here you know we're just stopping everyone at the gate but um no, we, we got we got to get you over if you ever come over you know um you can link up and we can uh do all the amazing things that New Zealand has to offer together oh yeah got definitely you. got you I'm I down for you. it <laughs> um favorite rugby player or someone that sort of inspired you in the game my favorite
0: rugby player I'm my coach Mose. He, he played for the Eagle Sevens. He's a great guy. He coaches me here in Denver right now. Um, he's just, he's been there for me throughout the whole journey, teaching me everything he's known. So I, I pick his brain about everything. He's just an amazing guy. He was inspiring. And like he told me about his experiences with rugby. And I just, I basically took that as a a challenge in a way to get to those high he went to play in Hong Kong, all these great places, Cape Town. And he was very successful. So that's probably yeah, that's what oh, it yeah. is. My coach Mosei.
1: Matt, Matt, shout out to Mosei, bro. Um and uh one superpower that you would have superpower. To
0: be invincible. That'd be handy on the rugby field. Yeah. If I'm invincible, can't stop me. <laughs> I got, got speed, power, strength. I'm just
1: can't. It's nothing you can do with me. Yeah. I mean, like, that'd be a terrible uh I ain't guarding him if he's, uh, if he's playing rugby and <laughs> he's invincible. <laughs> Let me tell you that much. Um, go back in time or go to the future.
0: I don't know about that one. I'd probably, I probably would go back in time to my childhood when things were all easy. I uh, could just go play
1: and chill, not have to worry about everything. Yeah, I, I would probably say the same, you know? Don't have to pay rent, um, yeah. free food. You don't have to drive, you know? I, I used to be real excited to drive and then um, when I started driving, <laughs> I don't really like driving anymore. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. Um, and then lastly, um, if you were stranded on an island, and you could only take three things with you, what would those three things be?
0: A PlayStation, Wi Fi, and food.
1: PlayStation, Wi Fi, and food. What are you playing on PlayStation?
0: Call of Duty, Two K, Assassin's Creed, MLB,
1: typical games. Yeah. I don't know if you want the smoke on 2K, but we got to link up and uh, <laughs> might have to catch some ankles on, on parquet. Hey, I'm down. I'll be <laughs> on. Um, anyway, brother, I just want to say a huge thank you um, for jumping on. Like I know um, the time difference is mad. You just woke up. You just got back from being in, um, was it Canada? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I know you're probably extremely tired, and on your day off, you probably just last thing you want to do is jump on with someone all the all the way across the world and have a have a have a yarn with them. But um, no, it's just super appreciative of it, and um, just wish you all the best in your career, and um, for sure, if you uh, come down to New Zealand, we can link up and we'll run a uh, muck over here.
0: Yeah, I'm down for it. Thanks for having me on here. It was great talking to somebody about. My experience is great hearing about everything in New Zealand and how you guys do things. Hopefully one day I do make New Zealand so that we can do something. It's going to be dangerous (laughs) if he comes over here, boys. Don't worry (laughs) about that. (laughs) Cheers, bro. Cheers, man.